Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Boomer sooner rather than later, you'll have a new head coach. How did that happen? Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. USC head football coach Lincoln Riley. And Wednesday, as I said farewell to all of you for Thanksgiving, it was not a single thought. In any of our collective heads, thousands of us all at the same time, and none of us could have said, ah, you know what, by the end of the weekend, Lincoln Riley will be the head coach at USC. What in the hell? Ken Levick alive on a Monday here on ESPN 106.3. Welcome back, everybody, from your Thanksgiving slumber. And now it's back to work, so shut up and get busy. Uh, Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, hanging with me. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the sunny but cold Intracoastal. It is Monday. That means that... Theo Dorsey, WPTV uh, News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Uh, He is uh, going to be here eventually. Uh, He was booked for something previous, uh, and he is not yet here. Uh, And that seems to be sort of the theme of things for this show. But hey, priorities. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about Lincoln Riley and how in God's name we got to this place. So over the weekend, starting Thursday, you started to hear LSU and Lincoln Riley. Now, were these legitimate rumors? Were these legitimate sources? The answer to that is probably no. And I think it was speculation and it was probably just a lot of, hey, click on my tweet. Hey, click on my link. And that's how all of that went down. And now Theo, who is well-dressed after using his beautiful voice to uh, lay down some tracks for the upcoming Lou Groza Awards, I want to talk, Theo, about change. (laughs) And I want to talk about rumors and misleading and uh, how things come about that you don't expect until they actually arrive. Uh, So, so Theo, I, I... I want to talk about Lincoln Riley. I thought you were going to talk about puberty. Uh, So, it's true. (laughs) You never know when that's going to arrive until the voice starts cracking or hair shows up in weird places. You just don't know. It (laughs) pops up on you. You're exactly right. Now, Theo, you were very, and I thought you did a great job of this when Aaron Rodgers uh, went through his whole immunization situation. Mm. uh, And you said, hey, that was lying. You misled. Misleading is lying. Flat out. Yeah. So I present to you Lincoln Riley yesterday. So I called an FAU basketball game yesterday, okay? And this happened just as I was going on the air at 2 o'clock. Here is Lincoln Riley in his Sunday press conference with assembled Oklahoma media. I'm just saying I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you about it, so I might as well. Um, I mean, it's nonstop. I mean, it's, it's every... Day hold up, hold up, hold up, Kerry. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. Can I ask you a question? Next question. Ah, definitive. Yeah. 
I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. So, Theo, there's a lot of conviction in that, right? <laughs> he knew. If there's one thing that guy knew standing there that day, he was not going to be the next coach at LSU. Damn right. Sorry, <laughs> LSU. I'm not coming. But then not even 35 minutes later. Not even 35 <laughs> minutes later. Lincoln Riley has ironed out details to become the next head coach at USC. 35 minutes, Theo. You could watch one and a half episodes of Succession. Mm. And you could have well surpassed the time it took from that comment to Lincoln Riley bolting for USC. You could have, in the time it took Lincoln Riley to make that comment to when he took the USC job, made a nice chicken meal. Mm. 35 minutes. That's it. That's just over one episode of Full House in syndication. Yeah. 35 minutes. And now Lincoln Riley is going to USC. Back when we talked last week on Monday, I mean, there's no way. Lincoln Riley, I mean, that's Oklahoma. He's been in playoff season, playoff contention, and contention for the Big 12 championship every year. And now he's going to USC. The whole thing, Theo, just completely came out of nowhere. It did. In hindsight, it's like it makes sense that this quarterback whisperer of a guy wants to go live in L.A. where California breeds quarterbacks and it's not Norman, Oklahoma, but it did come out of nowhere. Like, that was one of the biggest shockers I've seen. Yeah. Just because his name wasn't even – I didn't even see his name linked to USC no, at any point. Nothing. At any Absolutely point. nothing. It reminds me, though, of this. And I want to bring all of us back to 2006 when a man – who is now preparing for the SEC championship game this coming weekend, Satin Davey, and he said the following to Miami Dolphins media members. I don't know how else I can say it, guys. I've said it three different occasions. Well, then I guess I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. I think I've said this over and over and over. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That clearly wasn't true. And then guess what? In the snap of a finger, Nick Saban was the Alabama head coach and leaving the Dolphins. So Lincoln Riley is shocking and surprising. But the fact that Nick Saban three different times over a two-week span said that and then ended up taking the Alabama job, that was the most surprising coach bolting that I think is on record. I think that's the one that takes the cake. Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley surprising Nick Saban going back to college and being that defiant and then still doing it. That was more surprising. His Nick Saban's has to be more surprising. And also, I think you can use another word like just disrespectful because he literally said not Alabama. At least Lincoln Riley was kind of being <laughs> tongue in cheek, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Not LSU. He, yeah. He's like. He stopped the reporter before the reporter could ask the question. So it, the, it, the question might have been, are you leaving Oklahoma? The question might have been, is, are your eyes elsewhere? He said, no, I'm going to stop you right there. I will not be the next coach at LSU. So at least he didn't literally say the school that he was going to. You know, Like, that wasn't the girl you told your girl not to worry about. Mm-hmm. It was a different girl. Mm-hmm. You can't be mad at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I told you I wasn't going to LSU, yeah. and I'm not going to LSU. <laughs> but I'm going to L.A. I think Nick Saban's more surprising. Theo thinks Nick Saban's more surprising and disrespectful. But Lincoln Riley, that's up there. Because we didn't link him with USC at all until, like, yesterday. What is the most surprising coach bolting to you? Is it Lincoln Riley? Was it Saban? 
Is it someone else? This happens all the time. This one is shocking, though, from a college football standpoint, because I think Oklahoma is overall a better gig than USC. Maybe someone can make a better case than that, but I think Oklahoma is a better gig than USC, and Lincoln Riley is out. But Saban, I'm not going to Alabama. And then he goes to Alabama. What was the most surprising coach bolting? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us, at ESPN West Palm. What was the most surprising coach bolting? Because, again, Saban was just in your face, no, 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 yes. And then this was deceptive from Lincoln Riley. I'm not going to LSU, but at the time he made that comment, I mean, he's got a foot out the door. USC didn't call right after that press conference and say, hey, uh, will you be our our head coach? (laughs) This has been discussed for a couple of days. That's almost a little slimy, right? To sit there and to be that defiant and to have that sort of response and the next question, knowing he knew, he knew damn well that it was going to be a matter of minutes after he said that, that that USC thing was going to break. What I do wonder as media member and as guy who has to have takes on this is, what is the correct way to handle this? Like, has any coach ever handled it correctly where you know you're leaving a program? And it's not to excuse him for it, but it's more so like how do you even handle that when you have to answer to the media and everybody in the world knows you're on the market? Yeah, this is the tough part because you can't just cancel the media availability because then everyone will speculate, see, he's going to LSU. Mm. He canceled his media availability. Uh, He's definitely leaving. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I actually am not sure how you handle that, and I guess the timing didn't work out. I suppose in a perfect world, the USC news breaks that morning, Mm. so then you just go ahead and cancel the media availability. You talk to your team, and you're out. Now, Lincoln Riley did talk to his players. Uh, He did uh, address his team. He's taken several assistants with him, so he's done that in theory the right way. But, yeah, I don't think there's a, a right way to do it, and Oklahoma fans are pissed. Yeah, they're they're super angry, and uh, on the the entrance to the University of Oklahoma, there's a big sign that was hung this morning that said "traitor" and <laughs> and all of this stuff. Lincoln Riley has set Oklahoma football back five six years. I saw that this morning on Twitter from an Oklahoma recruiting analyst. These things happen, yeah. like they they absolutely happen. But this also applies to Miami. Because we've heard about the Miami job. How desirable is it? The Miami job. Where does it rank in the Pantheon? Canes fans want to tell you, we're a destination. We're the top spot. We're in the, rec- the, the fertile recruiting grounds. Oklahoma's now open. It already was a discussion whether or not Miami was a better job than USC. Mm. Miami sure as bleep is not a better job than Oklahoma. Okay, Miami's not a better job than LSU. So you now have, at least you felt like, with LSU and USC open ahead of Miami, okay, Miami can at least like be in the discussion for number two. There's no discussion anymore. And then Florida went ahead and just scooped up Billy Napier to replace Dan Mullen, so that's a done deal. That's a good hire that the Gators had, and we'll talk about that later. But now, you what's out there for you? Because your Lane Kiffin dreams, Canes fans' Lane Kiffin dreams, that's not happening because... Oklahoma would make much more sense for Lane Kiffin to go to if he was going to leave Ole Miss than Miami. 
That would be something right there. Because you already have the players. You already have the system. Lane could just easily slide in there, and it would be no drop-off whatsoever. And then guess what? Next year, he's going back to the SEC West. Yeah. And he'll continue to get his shots at Nick Saban. And in that time, you know what he can do? can win 12 games, go to the playoff with Oklahoma, win the Big 12, and then transition back into the SEC at a place with even more unlimited resources than Ole Miss. So, Canes fans, you're in a tough spot right now because you're not desirable compared to LSU and to Oklahoma. And it was a question whether or not you were desirable compared to USC. They're in a difficult position now. Yeah, and we were behind Florida in our own state right there. And, and obviously they got Billy Napier, so they're out of it. But I don't know which way you go. Like, do you just wait on the coaching carousel to get around to you now if you're Miami? Do you try to overpay for somebody, which I don't think administration would be, or at least that's what they – I know. didn't they put something out there that they're, they're willing to pay? Yeah, that put, <laughs> put, put finances towards the football yeah. program. But l- let me ask you something, and the answer to this is really important. What's the difference between LSU and Oklahoma and Miami right now? What's the big, glaring difference between those two jobs and Miami right now? They have way more talent. And they also have their football stadiums on campus and their administration backs the football programs heavily. And they also actually have coaching vacancies. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Miami still has a head coach, and his name is Manny Diaz. And as the days go on, and there's no movement with the athletic director, and we get closer to signing day, guess what becomes more realistic? Manny Diaz being the head coach for Miami in 2022. So, Theo, we've sat here for two weeks and speculated who's Miami going to get, who's Miami going to get, what big fish are they going to land to lead this program back to prominence. And guess what they still haven't done? Fired Manny Diaz. Mm. Doesn't that make you think that they may be thinking the same thing we are, that right now we just can't compete with what's currently available? I would not even be, and you know, I'm obviously a Miami Hurricanes fan, so I'll put that out there first. I'll preface the statement, but I wouldn't be mad at that. Like, I wouldn't be mad at hanging on to Manny Diaz for one more year with this new quarterback revelation we have if we don't feel like the right guy is out there because the last thing I want to do is go overpay for some guy that we think is the right guy but aren't 100% sold on, who's like the fifth option, and now we're locked into another thing where we have to give that guy two or three years. Like, give Manny one more year and then hopefully be the most desirable. Because, come on, like, please, next year Miami's got to be the top dog, right? Like, there's no way this happens again. Except it's college football, (laughs) and this happens all the time. Come on, man. How many more blue blood, blue chip programs are there in college football? I want to make it abundantly clear. Theo Dorsey just said on this radio show, you know what? I'm okay if Manny Diaz is the head coach next One year. One more year. Just I, I get it. I'll just I won't watch, maybe. Like So let's <laughs> let's add this year. on. I cause now you saying that, like, I already started to feel like a week ago, I thought it was a certainty Manny Diaz was gone. Yeah. But now as we sit here Monday after Thanksgiving and Manny's still there, I have gone from one hundred percent Manny Diaz is gone to forty percent Manny Diaz is gone. Because they're not going to do anything without an AD. And it's now the Monday after Thanksgiving. There's not only not an AD, there's not even any speculation or buzz about a name for athletic director. Do you guys agree with Theo 
Do you agree with Theo that, hey, it's okay if Manny Diaz is the head coach at Miami next year because of the current coaching vacancy landscape in college football? And also, what was the most surprising coach bolting to you? Just over time, the most surprising coach bolting that you can remember. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Manny Diaz, head coach next year at Miami. Are you okay with that? And what do you consider the most surprising coach bolting that we've seen? 888-760-3776. Let's get things rolling with Stephen in West Palm. Stephen, what's up, man? What's up, Ken? Man, I was when once Lincoln Riley news came out, I was looking forward to this show to call in. <laughs> you probably don't remember, but I told you before, uh, my cousin's just one of the starting DBs over there. I don't yep. want to put his name out there. Because, yep, yep, yep. But, I mean, the reason why I think that Nick Saban was um, not as big of a deal, I think Lincoln Riley was worse because, Ken, literally no one on that campus had any idea None. this man was leaving. None! No idea. And I had to ask him, like, I don't want to almost say his name, but... <laughs> I talked to my cousin last night. I'm like, man, you know, what happened? He, they, like, he was borderline about to cry because he had offers. This is his third year there. But he could have literally picked. He went to St. Thomas. He could have went to mm-hmm. Penn State, Miami, anywhere. He went there for Lincoln Riley. You know, and I, the reason why I say Nick Saban wasn't as big because Nick Saban, as a Dolphin fan, he stunk. Yeah. So it wasn't the reason why the outlets were so on him because he was doing so bad. It's kind of like Urban Meyer. If Urban Meyer decided – hey, I'm going to go be the head coach of Oklahoma. No one would even bat an eye. would be like, oh, okay, makes sense. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, as far as the, I'm a Hurricane fan, too, um, I think we might end up being stuck with Manny Diaz. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's a mediocre coach, but he's not going to take us there. And I wouldn't be necessarily upset. I, I say, you know, we might as well give him another year and see what we do with the quarterback and Go from there. Hope for the best next year. I, yeah, I think that's what Maybe it sort can. of feels like. Appreciate you, Stephen. I feel like it, that that's with the Canes, what it sort of feels like. And, Theo, you saying that you're okay with it, you've thought this through. Yeah. That, And you're right. Why force this? But you know what, Ken? This shows you the state of Miami Hurricanes fans right now because 10 years ago, there's no way we have this temperament, but they've beat us into submission with oh, yeah. mediocre football. Yep. So now it's like if we go 8-4 and four next year, that's a win. We just went 7-5, and five, and I felt decent about it because we closed the season good. So it, it's more of an indictment on how bad the program's been that us as Miami Hurricanes fans are like, okay, we, we can do a, another year of this if it means that maybe somewhere. Like, we're just reaching for optimism, and it really sucks. Well, you know why you feel okay right now about Manny? And this is the state of football. You have a quarterback. Yeah. You have a quarterback. Tyler Van Dyke is a dude. And he's a guy. And he was sitting there behind the Eric King. A hurt the Eric King, too. A hurt the Eric King. Do you realize in uh, well less than a full season, what is it? What did he play? Nine games, Tyler Van Dyke? Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think, I think about eight at least. I, I, think, I think eight games. Yeah. Because he started for the first time against Virginia. Do you realize he would be second in the Big 12 in passing yards for the full season? And he really? played nine games. In, nine, in the Big 12? Yeah, in the Big 12. Wow. In the Big 12. He would be the number two passer in the Big 10. He would lead the Big 10 in touchdown passes. Man. Tyler Van Dyke is real. He's but good. That's why you feel like it's okay. That's why you feel like Manny Diaz is okay. But we spent, and Canes fans have spent two months. Manny's gone. Manny's gone. Manny's gone. Miami fired its AD. James Blake, out. That just continued. 
to rain down that Manny's gone, Manny's gone, Manny's gone. But we've gotten to this point, and Miami found itself in a bad spot timing-wise. And now they're sort of stuck. And this is the state of Miami. You can talk about Miami being a desirable job all you want. In comparison to Ole Miss, okay, fine. You're in the same ballpark. Not there, same ballpark. You become attractive potentially to Lane Kiffin. But now that LSU is open and Oklahoma is open, you can't force it now. No way. I think that that's reckless if you now fire Manny and think that you're going to go get a big timer when Oklahoma is sitting there. Mm -mm. Mm. Oklahoma and LSU, you can't compete with that. So, Canes fans, it's time to start getting realistic. If we get it in tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and by week's end, no AD and Manny's still the coach, guess what's happening? Manny's your coach next year. (laughs) He is. He is. You can't go into next week with Manny still not fired and think that there's going to be a change. This is the week. If it doesn't happen this week, deal with it. Mm. Manny's your coach. And it sounds like you're at that point now. Yeah, I'm at that point. Steve's at that point. Like, we're all, we feel, I mean, only because, again, we've been, I, I can't stress this enough. I was not this rational of a Miami Hurricanes fan 10 years ago. Yeah. Even seven years ago, there's always been this raging optimism clinging on to what it was, the nostalgia of Miami football. Whereas, if you look back at the past decade, like, look, man, I, I can honestly say I can stomach another mediocre season. If that means a chance at what we need to do. It's almost like when you have to tank as an NBA team. I feel like, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get a top five pick. Because what else? Leo's ready to play the long game. Yeah. <laughs> He's, it's been 20-something years, and Leo's, uh, Theo's still ready to play the long game. I'm here. ready. Oh, that's funny. Man, <laughs> you are a patient, patient man. Hey, you're a Dolphins fan, so I, oh, <laughs> you <God>. can't talk. <laughs> Though, I'm about to have some thoughts on Tua. Uh-oh. And Tua haters... I want you to challenge me. I want you today. Ooh. I want you to challenge me, Tua haters. I'm here for you, and I got the time. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, and you need to have the time to make sure you get your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. Want to know why? Because they help you get into the sports industry. They help you get employed. They help you get that job you've always wanted the sports industry is big, it's large, it's vast. It's more than just us two dopes here talking about sports on a Monday. It's the front office, it's on field, it's all different levels of sports, pro, college, high school, local, it's all of these things. Working in sports rules, but sometimes it's hard to find a way in if you don't know someone. That's why you need an education and you need to know how to go about your business. And that's where the FAU MBA Sport Management Program comes in. It is internationally renowned. We're talking top 20 in the world in the latest MBA Sport Management rankings. FAU's MBA Sport Management Program. Log on. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Get all the information and get signed up for summer semester courses. You can take them remotely. You can take them online on campus in Boca. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. What is the most surprising coach bolting that you can remember? Speaking of Lane Kiffin, that's in the discussion. Also, are you with Theo? Are you okay with Manny Diaz getting another year as the head coach 
at Miami. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, and he's wearing a suit today and he looks damn good. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. It's still weird, Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to going to USC. And I, for me, this is just my sports sensibilities. It's just so odd that we didn't know anything about it. I, I like to think we go into this show every day at noon, and I'm at least up with rumors and conjecture. And this was not even in any sports stratosphere until like yesterday. And again, he said... He said, I'm not going to be the head coach at LSU. And then 35 minutes later, he's going to USC. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's some, some boss stuff right there if you're Lincoln Riley. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it was Lil Wayne had the line. He said, real G's move in silence like lasagna. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's what Lincoln pulled off on us. He it sure did. <laughs> he got up he there. sure did. It reminds me of some of those big NBA moves because you're used to, especially with college football yeah. coaching changes, yeah. you're used to the rumor mills, the college football chat It's part boards. of the fun. Yeah. But, like, you look at it like almost like the big Paul George trade um, when he went from Oklahoma City to the Clippers, almost like the, you know, you're like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. We, yeah. weren't, we were talking about all these other things. How in the world did right. this come about? Right. And, and Canes fans, this affects you. Uh, this affects the Miami program because you could kind of compete and get a big name when it was just LSU and USC open. Like Florida was never going to go the lane route, and they moved quickly to get Billy Napier. But now that it's LSU and Oklahoma open, you can't compete with that, and you still haven't fired your head coach. And that's why I'm starting to feel like this is the week. If a move doesn't happen this week, then Manny Diaz is still going to be the coach at Miami in 2022. How good would Manny Diaz have to do in 2022? Let's just say in a hypothetical well, situation. Well, beat Florida State for one. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's a must. That's a must. Beat the team that didn't even make a bowl game this year? Yeah. You probably have to go into the final week of the season uh, competing for the ACC Coastal title at the at, at the least. So 10-win season. Yeah, you got to win 10 games. And you got to beat Florida State. you got to beat Florida State. Because you play him at home 10. next year. <sighs> like that, that, That's what it's going to take. But now he has a quarterback. But also, it's Manny, who's underwhelmed his entire time at Miami. But Miami has put itself in this situation by not having enough conviction and enough forethought to actually make the move. To actually make the move. And the fact they haven't made it yet, they have until week's end, and then I'm fully declaring Manny is the head coach for next year. Because I don't see how they pull it off otherwise. And you want Lane? Oklahoma's a better gig for Lane if he leaves Ole Miss. He won 10 games at Ole Miss. He won 10 games at Ole Miss. I still don't think he's leaving. But Oklahoma, that's the promised land compared to Miami. You can get some quarterbacks to Oklahoma. I mean, he's got four of them in that locker room yeah. <laughs> that are at least in the, the the same general vicinity as Tyler Van Dyke. Yeah. Okay? He can work with that. I firmly believe Lane could turn a pile of garbage into a Heisman candidate at the Power 5 level. Mm. Uh, and so, I just I don't see Miami's path out of this. But Lincoln Riley, in the spirit of Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma for USC... What to you in your sports fandom has been the most surprising coach bolting? And also, are you like Theo? 
you're okay with Manny Diaz being the Miami head coach next year. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Hey, golfers, even non-golfers who have some golf loved ones in your life, it's holiday season. PGA Tour Superstore has you covered. You can find gifts for every player on your list this holiday season right at the PGA Tour Superstore. It's the home for golf pros and beginners. PGA Tour Superstore has the largest selection in golf club shoes, apparel, and more. Let PGA Tour Superstore certified club fitters fit any club in the store. They're so good at this. Need to improve your game? Gift yourself time with a PGA Tour Superstore certified teaching professional and become a master of the links, like Theo is becoming. Three locations in South Florida, Palm Beach Gardens, Delray, Plantation. You can't miss them. They make it easy to shop with their PGA Tour Superstore's holiday gift guide on their website. All you have to do is visit PGATourSuperstore.com and click the link to their holiday gift guide. We asked on Twitter, Theo, which coach bolting for another job was more surprising than Lincoln Riley leaving for USC. Paul Oren tweets, Brad Stevens leaving Butler for the Celtics. And that's a good one. The mighty Celtics organization going and get getting the, the mid-major college basketball darling to be the face, the front man of that organization. It paid some dividends. Yeah. He made it to an Eastern Conference final, beaten by the Heat. But... Uh, that that one was well, a shocker, two. and now uh, he did go to two. He You're right against the Cavs that one year, right. beaten by LeBron. Oh, and two, yeah, oh, and two in the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals, and now he's the GM of the Celtics. Yeah, that I'm, one was surprising, and I think in hindsight, I suppose it worked out okay, but certainly not what they were hoping for. I would say the more surprising Brad Stevens, you know, spiral out or, or shoot away is is the one from him going from coach to GM. Like yep. him going from Butler to to, to Boston is not. It was a big deal, but it wasn't like that surprising because he's a coach and they took him from the college ranks and he was, you know, all of that. He made it to the national championship game, all of that cute stuff. Him going from coach to GM in the NBA with us having no prior knowledge of him having good player personnel details? None. Zero evidence of that. And he got the job not because he was so great at coaching. It was because he was so bad at coaching. Like, he failed upwards, (laughs) which is... It was like his punishment becoming yeah. the GM. It's like when the Knicks made Isaiah Thomas the head coach to fix the mess that he put together, <laughs> which he couldn't do in a very predictable manner. It is an odd – that was one of the most odd things I've seen in the NBA, and it hasn't worked right now. The Celtics are mediocre. They're not going to contend in the East at all. So, yeah, Brad Stevens, a very uh, curious case of coach jetting. How about this from, from Finhead? Uh, his surprising coach, Bolting, Bill Belichick, spending one day – as the head coach of the Jets, before going to team up with Robert Kraft with the Patriots. One day. Was it really one day? One day. He was the head coach for one day. He actually officially had two different coaching stints, one in an interim role, one as the full-time head coach, but never coached a game for the Jets. I didn't even know that. Took one day after Bill Parcells stepped away, and then he bolted for New England. He took one step in that building and said, ah, uh, yeah. look, then he pulled the Jamal Adams, you know, this gift where he's like <laughs> trying to, he's like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm, I'm going to head out of here, okay? That's a good one. Bill Belichick, and that's one I forgot about, spending 24 hours. Wow. 24 hours as the head coach of the Jets. Your most surprising tale of coaches bolting. And are you okay, like Theo is, with the prospect of Manny Diaz actually coming back next year? As the head coach of Miami, because the Canes have been talking head coaches and replacements for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, yet the schools that they're competing with for big-time head coaches 
actually have coaching vacancies, whereas the Canes do not. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go to Jensen Beach. That's where Ed is. What's up, Ed? Hey guys, I got a I got a couple I got a couple names I want to throw out there for you. I don't, I don't want to hog them all up, but I'm going to throw a couple out there. One is um your Willie Taggart. He when he went from Oregon to yeah. FSU, that was kind of a surprising move there. He, he kind of bolted there. He thought you know when he when he went to Oregon, he'd only been there. He only went there for a year. Yeah. He went you know he left USF to go there. I kind of get the leaving USF to go to Oregon, but to go from Oregon to FSU, that was kind of a a, a rapid move. And um, and then the other one was um, the weird. Uh, the thing that came to mind was the weird trade for John Gruden. <laughs> it wasn't quite bolting, but it was just a strange situation when he went from the Raiders to the Bucks to to follow Tony Dungy. I just thought that was uh, kind of unusual. And yeah. then of course the Nick Saban bolting for Bama. That was kind of that was a fun one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I appreciate the call, Ed. And I think Theo said it best about Saban that it actually was more disrespectful than surprising. And Stephen O.S. Palm was right where uh, Saban was was underperforming as a coach, and Saban already sort of has that like already had that sort of slimy like yeah he could definitely <laughs> yeah. he could definitely overnight just escape South Florida. So that's why he kept getting hammered on it. But you said it best about Saban. I mean, he he flat out said. No, I won't be the head coach at Alabama. No, I won't be the head coach at Alabama. Mm. And then he became the head coach at Alabama, and that's different from Lincoln Riley, who said, I won't be the head coach at LSU. And then 35 <laughs> minutes later, he goes to USC. <laughs> so there is some differences there. I, I, I suppose it's how you look at it. it yeah, Saban's more disrespectful, but uh, the, the, the Lincoln Riley is almost a little more like sneaky. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he's like... He's like trying to pull a fast one, like the Aaron Rodgers thing. You know, he's like trying to pull a fast one on us. Uh, let's the, the Taggart. The, so Ed's uh, example of Taggart leaving Oregon after one year. That was a little different than this because there's at least a connection. There was a clear reason why Taggart would leave Oregon to come to Florida State, and it's because he's coming back home. And Willie Taggart, growing up in the Tampa area, grew up a Florida State fan. This was he said it at the time, and. He wasn't exaggerating. Florida State was a dream job. That was, uh, I want to spend the rest of my career here. Jimbo Fisher, we knew there was disgruntled things between him and FSU. We didn't know if he was actually going to leave, so he leaves for Texas A&M. That gets open, and it was a matter of timing. Willie Taggart coming back to his home state where he has all that recruiting acumen. Maybe from a timing standpoint, people are like, whoa, but from a it-making-sense Made a lot more sense than Lincoln Riley going to USC. Yeah, definitely. Because Lincoln Riley already has what he wants built up there in Norman. Um, oh, yeah. And that's a finely tuned machine, too. Yeah. yeah. Off mean, year this year, and by off year, you're talking 10-2. and two. Yeah. You know? And you're churning out Heisman candidates and transfer quarterbacks are coming there by the, by, by, you know, by the year. I like what he had in Oklahoma. My dad's a big Oklahoma fan as well, so I feel bad for him, but... They'll get their guy. They they will absolutely get their guy, and they'll have their pick. How about Bob Stoops reportedly taking over for the bowl game? Bob Stoops, wow, going back, take over for the bowl game. Okay, not an assistant. Yeah, but Bob Stoops is going back. Just like I'll pull back up. Yeah, uh, want, yeah, yeah. That's basically what he's doing. The old thing back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I thought that it was satire when I read it yesterday. I had to double check to make sure that it was an actual publication that was reporting this. What and was his role? Was. He was. He doesn't have a role. He's not associated. He's with Fox now. So how are they even doing? This that? is Bob Stoops. Oh yeah, Bobby. 
Won't you? It's not even like Wisconsin bringing back Barry Alvarez twice to coach the Rose Bowl <laughs> after coaching changes. He was at least the AD. Like Bob Stoops is just like, hello? Hey, uh, you want to come back and coach the bowl game? Ah, yeah, I'll leave Fox. That's fine. What, uh, He's going back to coach the bowl game. We got to pump the brakes on it. Is that unprecedented for somebody to come out of the booth? Because I thought maybe he had some kind of role at Oklahoma. No, 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 no. Other than just kind of being there and hanging around. <laughs> no that's way. it. When when I went with FAU, they played at Oklahoma to start the 2018 season. That was Kyler Murray's debut uh, yeah. for the Sooners in the season opener. Bob Stoops was at the suite next to our broadcast booth, and he was just out in the hallway uh, during timeouts, and we would walk up to him and be like, hey, hey, uh, coach, how are you? He's like, oh, please call me Bob. He was like our uncle. He's yeah. like, you guys good? You want some hot dogs? You want? I, like, that was. But then <laughs> I think I told you about this. Mike Stoops is the defensive coordinator at Florida Atlantic. Yeah. And I was at Big Ten Media Days. Bob Stoops was there covering it for Fox, uh, starting his role at Fox. And I wanted to interview him. I wanted to sit down, chat with him because I have Mike Stoops. And I said, hey, uh, Bob, good to see you. I'm Ken Levicka, play-by-play voice of FAU. Your brother's now the defensive coordinator at Florida Atlantic. Wondering if you had a couple of minutes to just chat for my radio show back in South Florida. He goes, oh, I'm, not, uh, I'm here in a media capacity. I'm not doing interviews. And, uh, oh, yeah, I haven't talked to Mike in a while. Tell him I said hi. What? Mike Stoops' brother yeah. <laughs> told me to tell his brother hello for him. Yeah. That's still, and I never got a full explanation as to how or why. I mean, it's your brother. Text him. Did you talk to Mike about it? No. I didn't know how to bring it up. <laughs> like, hey, by the way, your brother told me to tell you hi. Your brother, the national championship head football coach at Oklahoma, said yeah. uh, for me to tell you hi. Yeah. What? So I have no idea what's going on there. I didn't want to get in the middle of any sort of like weird family strife or anything. <laughs> that made me think of that. That's just weird, That's weird stuff. That's an odd stuff. request. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, hey, Mike, your brother says hi. <laughs> hey, what? what? Mike is like, my brother? Which one? Like, like, or yeah, yeah, like, which one? Like, Mark, Mark, Bob? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They just, so none of them ever talk. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Uh, so again, the most surprising coach bolting. And uh, are you okay, like Theo is, with the prospect of Manny Diaz being head coach for the Canes next year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. Hey, real quick, uh, let me tell you about True Freedom Therapy. And True Freedom Therapy, they are doing some miraculous stuff. And I say miraculous, it's because we haven't seen anything quite like it before, but there's a lot of science involved in it. This is tried and true. True Freedom Therapy, men, if you have ED or you're starting to show the symptoms of erectile dysfunction, you really need to check out True Freedom Therapy and their soft wave therapy. The soft wave therapy is incredible and it's easy. We're talking sound waves. And what you do is, say you're in your 30s, you're not performing in the bedroom as well as you did in your early 20s. Or say you're full-fledged in a situation where you're concerned and you're not functioning at all. One, it's okay. It's biology. Two, there's a way to fix it. And that's with this soft wave therapy. It sends sound waves and it opens up the blood vessels. It increases blood flow. And all it takes are a couple of 15-minute sessions at True Freedom Therapy in Palm Beach Gardens. And I feel good talking about it and conveying this to you because I had the therapy. I went through a couple of sessions, and you know what? You feel the difference. Soft wave therapy at True Freedom Therapy. Go in and get your free consultation. Josh up there is going to run through all of it with you. It is FDA approved, and that's a term that is on the tip of everybody's tongue these days for various reasons. You can be rest assured, this is FDA approved, this soft wave therapy at True Freedom Therapy. So 
God's honest truth. Guys, if you feel like you're starting to have issues down there, don't just act like, well, that's the end of my manhood. The life as I know it is over. Get it fixed because you can get it fixed, and it's right here in Palm Beach Gardens. True Freedom Therapy. Go to truefreedomtherapy.com, truefreedomtherapy.com, and get your free consultation. Most surprising Coach Bolton, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And when we return to a tongue of Iowa, wait a minute, he's actually good despite what the media wants to tell you? I think you can make the case now. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on a Monday on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. want to make sure I mention Dave Hyde of the Sun Sentinels reporting that Alonzo Highsmith is the front runner for athletic director at Miami uh, and that quick decisions may be made, though as we sit here at 1248 Eastern Time, still nothing. If that happens in the next couple of days, then I'll start to believe once again that Manny Diaz is going to be let go and Miami's going to look for a head coach. But again, if this gets to the end of the week and there's no AD, which means there, Manny Diaz still is the head coach, I think he's the head coach in 2022. But this job has been made infinitely more difficult now that Oklahoma is open along with LSU. It's no longer LSU and USC as your two major competitors. It is now LSU and Oklahoma. And that's problematic for Miami getting the guy they really want to get as head coach. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. You see him on weekends. Also select weeknights as well. I'm Ken Levicka. Ken Levicka live here on ESPN 106.3 presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Hey, Lawler and Associates, Pat Lawler, my guy. We're going to hear from him tomorrow. He is our sports agent, sports law insider here on Ken Levicka live. Well, his firm, Lawler & Associates, they are taking care of you in all of your personal injury matters. Lawler & Associates, uh, they're working for you because they know that if you have a slip and fall or an automobile accident or a boating accident or a motorcycle accident, any sort of personal injury matter, it sucks and it's scary. And you feel like you're going to get taken advantage of. Ah, and I, I don't know if I trust this person. Well, at Lawler & Associates, have peace of mind that they truly are fighting for you. And that's why if you have... Any of those circumstances, you need to get to wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com, and contact the people who have decades of trial experience, free consultation to make sure they can take on your case and win you the compensation you deserve. That's Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys at wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Let's go ahead and get to our EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Theo, this is um, this is actually going to come off as probably fairly mean, but I want to bring you to the end of Florida State and Florida on Saturday mm-hmm. at the Swamp. Parker Grothaus, the FSU kicker, attempting an onside kick after the Knolls pulled it within three, and, well, he really didn't make any contact with the football. Here's ESPN. He whiffed. Yeah, he whiffed. He whiffed, man. He missed the ball. Looked like he was aiming for the top of it here, Robert. Yeah. And came over the top and missed it. Yikes. Parker Grothaus missing the ball completely 
on the onside kick attempt. He has barely grazed it with his toe at the end of the attempt. Mark Jones, Robert Griffin III on ESPN. And that is how Florida State lost because Florida took over after the one-inch onside kick (laughs) and ran out the clock. That is the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. If anything, it's funny, right? Yeah. It's something he'll be able to laugh about 10 years from now. Yeah, maybe not today or tomorrow <laughs> or, you know, four or five years from now, but 10 years from yeah. now, absolutely. At their 10-year reunion. When- <laughs> yeah, it'll be back slapping and knee slapping and good times all around. EDS air conditioning, EDS is yes. Uh, you want to make sure your home's ready for the holidays because every year people get caught with a system that fails during the holidays. So you have family over down here in South Florida. They're saying, oh, yay, warm weather. We're coming from Minnesota. Eight air. We get to see the family. This is great. And then they come down here. It's 85 degrees at Christmas, and it's miserable because your AC completely crapped out. That's why you need to call and set up some maintenance now at EDS Air Conditioning because EDS is, yes, they've been doing it since 2006, servicing South Florida. They're family-owned and operated, and their appointment times, they're trying to work them around you, which is hard to do during the holiday season. Don't mess around. Make sure your AC comes correct, but also make sure that you're doing it with people that you can depend on who want to work around your schedule. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Go to edsairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They're using the best equipment. Call EDS Air Conditioning at 561-316-8799. 561-316-8799. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Tua is good. And I'm going to give you some names and some numbers to prove it. It's not just me being a mindless zombie with Tua. There's actual numbers to convince you that this is the case. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. Ah, oh, Theo, some baseball hot stove. It's burning hot. Uh, Max Scherzer and the Mets have just agreed to the largest per season contract in baseball history. Joel Sherman, three years, one hundred and thirty million dollars. That's forty three point three million dollars oh. per season, which destroys Garrett Cole's record of thirty six mil per year with the Yankees. Three years, $130 million for Max Scherzer. That's a lot of money. The Mets you, are going for it. You, you, that's a lot of pressure for Max. I know he's great. I know he's elite. That's a lot of money, Ken. Yeah, it is. 43 for a year? Hey, you're trying to make a splash. You've got your owner who likes to tweet, 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 and uh, wants to make sure that he's putting his team in the best position possible. That's sending a message at the very least. That absolutely is sending a message. Yeah. But, man, that, that's an NBA contract, right? Yeah, that's like Steph Curry. That's, that's oh, I guess it's a little less than Steph Curry numbers. Yeah. But the way Steph Curry can impact the game in basketball where there's five guys on the court, I guess pitchers kind of have that, but you only play like 30, yeah. 35 games. So, yeah. man, that's a lot of money. Ken Levick alive with Theo Dorsey on a Monday. I'm Ken. He's Theo. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. The Dolphins beat your Panthers yesterday, and that uh. was a butt-kicking that was a route. That game was over midway through the second quarter. And yeah. Theo Tua, four incompletion against the number one pass defense in the NFL in Carolina. He goes uh, 27 of 31, 230 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that was a good 
That was a strong, that was a, hey, we can win with this guy type of performance yesterday. He's a really good football player and a really good quarterback, and I really did think, especially with this offensive line that the Dolphins have, that pass rush that the Panthers have, and the defensive secondary, this might be the fall off of Tua's big run, but it wasn't. Nope. Nope, and the defense showed out again, so now they're complimenting one another. The Dolphins have won four in a row, undefeated in November. They're now 5-7, and seven, and they're what we call it in the industry, in the hunt. Now, Joe Shad of the Palm Beach Post tweeted something yesterday that you're always going to see, and you always see, and it's really annoying when it's put out there about Tua. But he was talking about the yards after the catch. Everybody's concerned, or everybody's concerned about the yards per completion, I should say. Yards per completion. Yards per completion. Tua doesn't throw it far enough. And he tweeted that, yes, Tua's playing well, but this obviously is a concern. Well, is it really, though? Why? Exactly. Because do you think he's going to... So, so when Tua throws the ball downfield and gets picked off and tries to force it, ah, Tua sucks! But then when he completes it and throws it too short for people's liking, ah, Tua sucks. I, where, uh, there are some people who Tua is just not going to win with. And so I looked at the yards per completion this year. Season stats. Tua is at 7.3 yards per completion. You know who's at 7.4? Tom Brady. <laughs> you know who's at 7.4 per completion? Justin Herbert. You know who's at 7.1 yards per completion? Ryan Tannehill. Tua is one-tenth of a yard less per completion than Tom Brady. And we're going to keep focusing on this. Get out of here already. And give the guy some credit. (laughs) It is a game of inches. (laughs) Well said. But get this. Cameron Wolf covers the Dolphins. ESPN tweets that now through 16 games, Tua Tungavailoa, 67% completion rate. 3,515 yards, that's 220 a game, 90.5 passer rating, 6.8 yards per attempt, 27 touchdowns to 12 turnovers, ninth in QBR in 2021, that's ahead of Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Can the guy get some damn credit already? I mean, come on. He's good. He's good. He just is. And the Dolphins are starting to come around because he's starting to get some help. And ultimately, you want him to throw for 12 yards of completion? Who's he going to throw to? That's the thing, too. He doesn't have any weapons down the field. And he's still doing all this. Oh, but he doesn't throw it far enough. Shut up. That'll do it for us. I'll be back tomorrow. Theo is a busy man. He's wearing a suit. That's how you know. Power move. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Thanks to Friday Night Lightstone, Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Be back tomorrow. We'll be live on ESPN 106.3. Bye.